Hello, it's time for me to do that magic thing as we do every Thursday. It's actually a little earlier than normal. It's uh, 20 minutes past three here in the United Kingdom on Thursday the 27th. Why am I giving you a time check? Well, it's just so that in case you're listening to this later on today on Siren or at the weekend or you're listening on the podcast, you know exactly which point we are punching through the ether and up the tubes and across the Atlantic and all the off satellites probably to make contact with the man cave in LA where hopefully we find the wonderful the lovely Bruce K Rosenblum are you there Bruce uh yes I am um it's a little bit overcast and cloudy but I can see the sun starting to break through uh, on the horizon here and much better spirits this week than last Andrew we got Excellent. Some, got, some, Excellent. got some things Excellent. under control here that we're going to push forward with a very positive point of view and, and a positive mindset well, OK, we, we need a quick reset because when we left you last week, I was telling you, relax. You need to not look at websites which drive you insane because you've got to get your blood pressure under control. You've started to do things and um, you've, you've got a new regime for the next 30 days. So take us through it because you're helping people like me at my age reassess how we live our lives just so that we will carry on well into our retirement. That is true. And, and I took your advice. The first thing I did was I stopped surfing, um, the web, stopped reading, um, uh, crazy articles on, on Facebook and, and, and on social media. I stopped doing that. The second thing is, the second thing is I, I stopped watching news. I st- <laughs> and the third thing I did was I sat myself down when I had free time and I started watching like feel good movies. And, and sitcoms, you know, on, on, uh, you know, classic sitcoms that I know were good and, and that I enjoyed. And I, um, and, and, and then one of the things I did, you get, you ready for this? Go on. Is do you remember the TV show, American TV show from the fifties called Leave It to Beaver? Oh, yes. Yes. Go on. Well, I had a chance to meet. Tony Dow and Jerry Mathers, who played uh, Wally and Beaver Cleaver. I was about to say, are they still alive? And obviously they are. Yeah, well, Tony is um, 76, and I think Jerry is in his early 70s. Wow. And, and, it, and it turns out that Tony Dow literally lives up the street from me. He, he lives up in Topanga. When I say that, I mean I'm just generically saying – it's a two-minute ride up to Panga Canyon, from uh, from where I am, uh, up up to where Tony lives in 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 the Tepe- hills of Topanga Canyon, and he his house um, he has an art studio, and he is a prolific artist and very sought after artist. His sculptures are unbelievable, and there was a. Uh, uh, an interview with him on Sunday, last Sunday morning on the CBS Sunday morning show, talking about how he got into sculpting. And it was an interesting story that um, when he became an actor, he, be, he got that role as, as Wally on Leave it to Beaver um, by accident, really. He, he went to a, a screen test with his swimming coach. And when they saw him, they liked him and asked him if he would want to try out for the role. And he did, and he got the part. And he said that was the worst mistake he ever made because at that point, um, his life was no longer his own. He was controlled by the, the production executives in the show. 
on what to say and what to wear and where to be and what to do. And he had, he said he, it was like selling your soul to the company store. And, and, and he got very little in return for it. And yet the show continues today, you know, 60 years later. Still, it's on MeTV, and, you know, first thing every morning, you can watch episodes of the show here. It's on cable, it's on a, on cable channels. And it's as popular today with young kids as it was back <laughs> in the day. And it said he, he grew so angry and he had, he suffered depression for the longest time. And his current wife, who he's been married to for quite a while now, is also an artist. And through art, he was able to overcome or control his depression and to manage his anger and learn to appreciate the show for what it was. And now he capitalizes on it by doing uh, memorabilia shows and public appearances. And, and, and he owns the character now. I mean, he, he, he owns it without feeling resentment towards it. And so I had, and I had the chance to meet him a few, two years ago, three years ago, they did across the street, as you know, from where I am is the, the motion picture home. The very famous motion picture home. Absolutely. Uh, and um, and Tony works closely because it's you know just a, a little jaunt down from his house down and he so he do, he volunteers a lot of time there, and he produced two radio plays about two years ago. So I met him, and he was really gracious and very nice, and I, I reminded of him of that uh, when I saw him, and <clears throat> I have a book from um, when I was a kid. It's a Leave It to Beaver um, like a paperback little pocket book. And uh, on the cover is Wally, the character of Wally and, and, and Beaver, Tony and Tony and Jerry, you know, holding a baseball bat and a baseball glove. And the book was written by the prolific author Beverly Cleary, who just passed away like 99 years old, who wrote children's books, the Henry and Ribsy series, and some great children's books that are world renowned. And uh, I had him sign the cover because it's part of my baseball collection, right? So I have. Yeah. I had Tony sign it and Jerry sign it, and then they each signed a baseball for me. So it was it was really a fun thing. And 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 what was really more interesting is that there was a guy in front of me in line who had the actual glove that Jerry Mathers used, the actual baseball glove that Jerry Mathers used in the show. You're joking? No, I'm serious. It was all it had a letter letter of provenance and. Um, it was owned by CBS Studios in the prop department for years, and then some collector bought it. And he, this guy was hounding this collector for years, and then finally the guy decided he wanted to sell it because he didn't really have interest in it anymore. And this guy said he paid high five digits for it. And so he showed it to Jerry and had Jerry sign it at the um, at this meet and greet. And it was really kind of cool, and they filmed the whole thing of him seeing the baseball glove that he used in the show. It was it was really kind of fun, and for me as a baseball collector, it's like that would have been a really nice piece to have with the book and the baseballs. And then, and then the guy wanted to buy the baseball from me, but I, I, I and I probably could have named my price, but I didn't. I, I said, I, look, you know, it's going to my collection, and uh, I've, I'm as passionate about this baseball being signed as you are about the gloves. So, oh, so it was it was fun. So it was really it was really a cool thing. But um, so that's what I've done. You know, I, I took that. I know I went around the long route here, but anyway, I love so let me it. get back. It. So, so let's, so let's get back. So, you know, last week I was really kind of depressed, you know, and I was like freaked out that I had this 5,400 calcium score and, you know, to be told that you're like a walking time bomb and, you know, for stroke and heart attack. 
you know, it, it, it just, it, it messes with your head. So I talked to my, my trainer who I think I mentioned this, um, on, on the show a number of times is, is a young guy who, um, has a pacemaker. He's, he, he, he actually has died on the table five times, um, because of his heart condition and uh, they had to bring him back out of, from death. And, and he had, had three different pacemakers over the years and he's literally, he's in his fifties and it started, his problems occurred early on. So, so he called me and he was a great help to me because he, he told me that, yes, you know, once you know this stuff, it gets in your head. And, um, you know, and he told me that he, he went to watching, you know, feel good movies and sitcoms and he went through all the same tests as me. So it was great to, to be able to talk to someone who, experience what I'm experiencing in a little different way because um, he his, his situation is a little bit more drastic than mine but to hear you know how it affected him mentally and everything um, was a real was a real help and we're going to get together for breakfast and and and, and kind of compare notes but so but I, I did end up going to the cardiologist and after being told yes just you know this isn't it's, it's not a great number. There was nothing he could tell me what to do or how to, you know, or, or what next steps were because we need to go through a whole regiment of, of things. So the first thing he had me do was he said, you need to change your diet immediately. You need to eat completely different from the way you're eating. And he gave me a, a diet plan. And I immediately went shopping with Jackie and we bought healthy foods, low sodium, low, low, low calcium, low carbs, no fat. And it's like, okay, so this has got to be like the blandest stuff ever. What do you do with it? But we ended up, we went to the bookstore and bought some cookbooks for healthy eating and healthy heart and no salt diets. And there are a number of things that you can do to create really good food, really good meals without having the impact of any of the bad things that, that certain foods can have. So we started doing that right away. So I saw the cardiologist on the 19th. Today is the 27th. Um, my weight, beginning weight was 219. Today it's 214. I also increased my exercise regimen. I'm now going 30 intense minutes on the elliptical, uh, varying the, the levels of, of uh, intensity. So not, not to get into a, a pattern of habit so that my body can, you know, react to different um, levels of stress on that, on that. And I'm walking two miles a day. So I'm getting about 10,000 steps in every day, which is almost four miles, I guess. And with the healthy eating and the exercise, I'm already seeing immediate results of weight loss. At the same time, um, when I had my blood pressure taken that day, I was so freaked out that my blood pressure was off the charts. It was so high, it was ridiculous. Um, but he had me, he has me trending my, my blood pressure. So I take my blood pressure twice a day. I should be doing it probably three times a day, but I don't do it at night. I do it, um, as soon as I get up before I've had any meds or any food or anything. And then I do it um, after I took my medication, after I eat breakfast, and then after I do my exercise. And I must say that my blood pressure has been excellent. Um, my, my blood pressure waking up is a little bit higher. It's usually in the 140s over the mid-80s. But after I take my medication, I do the treadmill, or not the treadmill, but the elliptical, and do my walk. And I take my blood pressure later on in the morning. Um, it's around 120 over 70, which is spot on perfect. Very so, good, very good. so those, those things right now are, are I'm, I'm feeling really good about. Now, 
it, it was a 30 day plan. So he wanted to see me 30 days from that, from the 19th. <clears throat> so my 30 day follow up with him is on the 22nd where I will get a full report and diagnostics of everything that I've done and then next steps. But the good, the, so part of the, the next steps were he wanted to do four different ultrasounds. An ultrasound of my heart, ultrasound of the carotid artery, which I did on Tuesday. Tomorrow morning, I go for the remaining two ultrasounds on my legs and arteries and my lower half of my body. And I wore a heart monitor for five days, which was actually pretty easy and not very, not intrusive at all. Um, didn't even know I had it on. Um, and I turned that in. And then the thing I do on the 16th of February is called a PET scan. It's really, it's a medically induced stress test. Whereas I used to do stress tests getting on a treadmill and they would hook me up and I would, I would run for like 15 minutes to get my heart rate going crazy. Um, it's hard for me to get on a treadmill on any kind of a, an angle because of my, the knee surgery that I had. It's, it's, I can, I could probably do 10 minutes, but not intensely. And so what they do with a, the PET scan is they put you through the, the scanner and they inject you with dye and they medically um, induce um, an increased heart rate. And so that's what's going to happen to me on the 16th. And it, it, apparently it's a, it's a very common procedure. And <clears throat> it'll, he, he said it'll, things will light up as they, as they watch the, the dyes go through your blood, your bloodstream. And they'll be able to see, you know, you know, if the heart is pumping and, and it's getting good blood flow through your arteries. <laughs> and excuse me, I'm sorry. And, and then, um, on the 22nd of February, when I go back, he'll have had a chance to look at my 30 day trend with weight and blood pressure. He'll have been able to look at the heart monitor data. He'll have seen all four ultrasounds and he'll have the results of the PET scan. And then we can decide if this 5400 score, which is not a great score, is, is, as bad as it sounds or if it's not as bad as it sounds, meaning if it's as bad as it sounds, it, it means that my pipes are clogged and there's blockages and they have to be dealt with. But the good news could be that there may be a lot of this stuff in my, in my system, but my, my, my pipes are clear and blood is flowing the way it should. So that's what we're, that's really what we're hoping for is that we get, Hey, it's there. But we don't see blockages, and if we do see blockages, it's not significant enough to warrant an angioplasty or stents, or even worst case scenario, some kind of a bypass surgery. Well, let's keep and, up. And, and, and the scales are tipping in the direction of the positive versus the negative because, Excellent. knock on wood, I'm not dizzy, I'm not tired, I don't have shortness of breath, I'm not getting, you know, God forbid, chest pains. And, you know, I'm able to, the fact that I can go 30 minutes a day on my, on my elliptical and feel pretty good and then go for a two mile walk means that, you know, okay, there, there's, there's, there's gotta be good blood flow or else my body would be signaling that something isn't right. This so, is fantastic. Fingers, so, so, you know, I'm, I feel, I'm in such a different place today. I feel, feel so good today. Um, and, you know, I look forward to coming into the, to the man cave here and setting up the little blood pressure machine and doing what I have to do, getting on the scale. I'm really seeing, you know, it, it's really something when you see the results of, of your efforts, you know. And 
and and and so far, you know, I'm pleased, and and I was so happy. I I, I sent the doctor a note when I I didn't actually see him, but I sent him my five day trend when I went on Tuesday, and I'll probably update that when I when I go in again tomorrow. I'll give him another update on where I'm at after, you know, whatever it is, seven or eight days now. But so so things are going in the right direction, and you know, and I'm getting good support from Jackie, and actually she's feeling the uh, the benefits of it too because. As I'm eating healthy, she's enjoying watching me cook and, and eating the stuff we're making, and she's also and, and she's walking as well. So her weight has been, you know, coming down as well. So, you know, it'll it'll benefit it'll benefit the both of us. So that's so. And then you know, I'll continue to watch my good movies and my and my and my fun shows. And um and then you know hopefully um, you know when when we do sit down with the cardiologist um. It won't be a scary meeting. It'll be a good, productive, you know, step in the right direction kind of a meeting. It's been fantastic, it's been fantastic, fantastic to talk hear you about, talk this. about this. There's so There's much so to be really excited, really excited about. Um, I, I'm almost hesitant, hesitant in saying, shall we look at what's been happening in America? So let's keep this brief and don't get too wound up about it. But there is good news. Uh, apparently, you said in a Newsweek poll about Joe Biden. Yeah, I saw a headline. um the other day um, that said that a Newsweek poll shows that Biden running ahead of Trump and Pence, um, but could be vulnerable to a strong GOP candidate, meaning that if it's somebody from the Republican Party who, you know, has has good credentials and probably strong character that, you know, you know, and, and, and I would say probably younger uh, that. Biden could be vulnerable to to a, a to some mystery person who could come in and run. Um, I think that you know, and, and it makes sense because I think Trump, you know, there's been so much coming out about what he did during his presidency, and you know, you can actually trace what he did during his presidency to the situation the world is facing with Russia right now because mm-hmm. of his shunning NATO and turning his back on our, our European allies. And, and embracing the autocracies rather than the democracies, you know, not only have we felt that at home here and we saw the insurrection that took place, but I think that, you know, um, it, it, you know, it gave Putin the opportunity to, to test Biden and test his resolve by, by doing this. I don't, you know, I'm not sure what's going to happen in that part of the world. And there's experts out there that know better than me. But my sense is that there, that he, he's not going to attack Ukraine. It, this is all some kind of a, uh, a, a, a like, a, like the Cuban missile situation back in the 60s. It's a standoff. Yeah. yeah. It's a standoff. Who's going to blink first? And, um, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're pushing Biden to the brink as much as they can. It's mind games. It's, it's, it's a chess match. And, and, and we'll see. We'll see. The, the, the key player really in all of this, though, is Germany, because Germany has that tie to Russia for oil. So Germany's kind of being – Germany's come under, under fire, not for so much what they're doing, but what, what they're not doing. And they're not so fast coming to, you know, the, the, the table with uh, the rest of the, the European Union, I guess. And Germany's kind of standing – alone on an island right now and hasn't really committed to doing much to help to help anybody right now so you know germany's under the microscope you know 
Putin's mind games are under the microscope and and what Biden will do is under the microscope. So, you know, that, that's all that's all the world is, is seeing right now. So we'll, 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 I guess it just has to kind of play out. Um, on the other hand, though, um, we have um, a situation that developed in this country yesterday and that one of our Supreme Court justices decided to step down. Um, Judge, Supreme Court Justice Breyer, <clears throat> who was appointed by Bill Clinton, is going to be um, retiring, which will give Biden a chance to put one of his nominees on the court. And he's mentioned it'll probably be a woman of color. Oh, now, the first, time, the, the first thing that comes into your mind when you hear woman of color is the name Michelle Obama. You know, she's a lawyer and she's beloved. And I don't think there's really any skeletons in her closet. And she could, would probably make a fine Supreme Court justice. I, I don't know personally if I like the idea of her being on the Supreme Court. I actually like the idea of her actually running for president. Uh, for I think president. That, I think she would win the presidency in a heartbeat. She's beloved by women in this country. She's beloved by that Obama coalition. And I actually think she would crush anybody who they who was put up against her um she stands for really all that's right in the world i mean unless she's got some crazy skeletons in her closet i i can't see her but it's just a matter of if it's something she wants to do and was she willing to take on that commitment <clears throat> i think the obamas are kind of enjoying their lifestyle right now um, with the presidency behind them and being able to, to to do speaking engagements or public appearances or they want to make movies and documentaries. They, you know, they've got their finger in so many pies and um, you know, who, who needs that, that stress for another four to eight years. But Absolutely. I don't know who the Democrats really have. I mean, if the poll is right about Biden, that's great. That means that, that even though he's got low popularity numbers, people are still seeing him as a better choice than what's out there. But do we really want the least objectionable choice? Do we want somebody with a little younger, a little bit more charisma, a little bit more, you know, you know, more oomph, a little more bounce in their step, if you know what I mean? Um, so that that that'll that that's a big question mark. It'll be interesting to keep your your eyes out on, or your ear to the ground on when it comes to Michelle Obama. Fascinating idea. So yeah. So and then uh, the other thing that's going on is how you know we're trying to, you know, the, the American economy is not terrible. Um, we're, we're feeling um, some inflationary <clears throat> variables that are popping up. Companies like um, Kraft Foods say they're because of the pandemic and what's happened with the economy over the past couple of years, they're going to be raising prices on meats and their snack foods and things. And um, the Fed has decided they're going to raise interest rates to kind of keep inflation under control. So that's wreaking habit with the stock market. It's become very volatile lately. But the employment rate is good, and I think that the job situation in this country with, you know, companies are having a hard time finding employees, that people started becoming more selective during the pandemic. I think that will settle down. I, I think that the inflation will settle down. I think the stock market will settle down. The distribution supply chain will will correct its, is, is, is being corrected and will get better. And um, from from what I'm reading now in this country, 99.9% of the the virus cases are the Omicron virus. Only one tenth of the percent, the remaining one tenth percent, is the Delta variant. And I think people like Dr. Fauci and some of the other scientists at the CDC are feeling like we could be, you know, getting this under control sooner than later now. 
You know, we got to continue to get people vaccinated. We help continue to make it less of a political football about the vaccinations and, and get people vaccinated and, and, and healthy and, and, and get back to really daily lives so we can <clears throat> get rid of some of these political footballs that have caused division in this country unnecessarily. It's, and, um, so, so I feel like I feel a little more optimistic yeah, right now yeah. than, than I have been. I think for uh, a lot about of where things are going. I mean, because, the because, world, yeah, the world is fragile and, you know, it could, could change in a heartbeat as we know. But right now I, I feel, I feel a lot better sitting here today talking with you than I did last week for sure. I, I, absolutely. And we've sensed that, and, you know, the way you started by talking about um, watching alternative television and just reminding yourself that there is life outside news, which is a bit of a weird thing for a journalist like me to say, but there is. And we have to remind ourselves that for 99.9% of the time, what happens in the news doesn't actually directly affect us. It's looking out the window and seeing here in Lincolnshire at uh, just coming up to quarter to four, beautiful sunny afternoon. And the temperature is much better than it has been. There are so, so, so many things to make us feel good rather than to make us feel bad. And, Bruce, it's been fantastic to, to catch up. Let's keep our fingers crossed for all the things that are going to happen over the next couple of days, all your tests and uh, things that are going to poke and prod you. And look forward to chatting to you this time next week, if that's OK. Oh, absolutely. I look forward to continuing our journey together on this. Um, look forward to hopefully being able to share really good news after the 22nd. Absolutely. And if not, if not, we'll go through that journey of, of getting things right. And like I said, and like we talked about last week, Andrew, if there's, if anybody changes their lifestyle, how they eat, how they exercise, just how they, they go about their daily business and it makes them feel better and we can help somebody, then if it's, even if it's just one person whose life we can change, then, then it's all worth it. You know, Absolutely. it's all worth it. Absolutely. Bruce, thank you so much indeed for spending time with us today here on Saram Radio. Uh, you're very welcome, Andrew. Take care. Be safe.